Oh, I would haunt the pork chop sandwiches. Daddy. as we walk into this. If you haven't checked out The Athletic, I'm not sure why you have. haven't. If you go to theathletic.com front slash all in sports, name of the show, you get 30% off. The draft kit is out. Draft kit, more stuff coming. Lots of stuff coming, including football podcasts, including the podcast with myself and uh, somebody that might be on the show today. Yes, there is somebody on the show today that I do podcasts with. And you've heard me talk about it before. The Black Book is out, so if you haven't purchased that, make sure you do. It's a great place to get all the profiles and all the players you want and find out what and why RPV will help you win leagues. And because we're talking about that, and I have been talking about that, why not have the person who is part of the history of shows with myself and his cohort, I will call him his cohort, even though he's kind of my cohort more than your cohort, Joe Bizabia of the Black Book and of 17 different fantasy sites out there. Not of it's 17, but uh, it's close. 13 it's and close. a half. Maybe 13 and a half. Yeah. This is the over under on that one. Were you yeah. really going to say 13 and a half, too? No, I, yeah. It's, it's close. It's close. No, no. It's, but you know, it's, uh, by the way, when you I open just, there, uh, <laughs> it reminded me of that Big Bang Theory where they're talking about, uh, was it, uh, I think it was Back to the Future with that have had had. I never have had <laughs> yes, had. You ever yes, seen that episode? Yes. I, love that. I just seen oh, that Oh, yeah. One. I've seen all the. No, Joe, hold on. Be careful. You don't want to admit you like that show. No, I, admit, you... I, I openly admit I like it, and my kids are now watching it from season one. We just finished season one, and they think it's hysterical. You should watch shows where you don't need a laugh track to tell you when to laugh, Joe. I don't need a laugh track to tell me when to laugh, and I laugh sometimes when the laugh track isn't going because there's things that I think are funny, little things yes. that people do. You know what but, else had laugh tracks? What? Seinfeld and Friends. Yeah, like they and all have laugh is. tracks. Who and cares? it's not real laugh tracks. It's laugh tracks boosting the studio audience that's laughing already. And actually, if you read things about the Big Bang Theory, they actually have to stop scenes sometimes because the people were laughing so hard. So screw you guys. Big Bang Theory is terrific. It is terrific. Know, it is terrific. I know Chris and, doesn't agree. Well, that's fine. He's Canadian. They don't. His humor's lost on them. But they, <laughs> there's there's a situation though where you're talking about yes, they actually are in front of a live audience, which a lot of sitcoms aren't. So the fact that they actually know where the laughs are and then they're getting them. I mean, look, it's a fun show. There's and I will miss it because there was every week, even though I think the last couple of years were up and down. I think the last, you know, it's the last season was good, but it's nice to have that half hour a week where you have that one show you pop in and you just kind of, I don't know, you're like eating lunch and you pop on the Big Bang Theory or whatever and you're watching it. And that's fun. It makes you laugh, whatever. It's easy. It's done. I don't have a show like that now. I'm kind of I'm looking for a new sitcom. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a potential uh suitors so just let me know any ideas chris no <laughs> lost, <laughs> no. lost over my head right the the, the you don't like big bang theory i like what? big bang theory actually and you know what oh, only okay. recently 
uh, only recently the past year I started to watch it, and I really enjoy it. And I'm going to start over as well. Like, you know, Joe, you said you just started season one. I'm going to do it. The girlfriend can't stand it. I have to watch without her. It actually bothers me that she can't stand it. I'm like, you have to give this a try. And she just can't stand any of the voices. Like, there's a lot of, like, unique voices, and it's too much for her. And, like, I'm just, it, it actually bothers me because I try to sit her down. Like, come on, let's watch this. Like, it's actually pretty good. And so I don't understand the hate. And I'm a big fan of Penny. So I agree. I agree with that. I've been a big fan of, of Penny for for a while. Go yeah, you used to watch Charmed when she was on. Yeah, Charmed. Uh, yeah. She was on Charmed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I knew before this was the one where the person is that the one where the guy passed away. Yeah, John realize? Ritter. John yeah. Ritter. Uh-huh. John yeah. Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last, so that I I didn't know she was on anything between these. Yeah, she was on Charmed, Charmed. with Alyssa oh, okay. Milano. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the three witches or something, right? That's right. Three witches. Thank you. That's like us, <laughs> I, the three witches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm traveling, I, uh, some, somebody cursed me. I don't know what I did. Uh, yes. Norse yeah. god of like hellish travel or something. As I was saying, uh, Chris, you'll be fine when you come to New York. Are you, are you flying into Newark or are you flying into Newark? Don't tell New Jake. New York. Don't like, tell yeah, Jake. Nice try, Jake. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, don't, don't give him any of your travel plans. He's a total travel jinx. Don't no, even. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Joe, because you know this. Tell me In you're backpacking. In all realistic life, if anybody's ever coming to New York, it's easier to fly into Newark and take the $13 train straight to Penn Station 100%. for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one-third the price, actually one-fourth the price to take an Uber from LaGuardia. It's even cheaper. I mean, what's JFK yeah. is probably like a yeah, The train's right Uber. there, and it's like a 10-minute yeah. train ride into the city. So anyway, that was going to be my question, Chris. It's like, you don't have to fly in at the same time as me because I would probably find a way to derail the train. I'm just saying... <laughs> Now, yeah, no, I took that advice from you last week. <laughs> you told me that last week, so yeah, I, that's that's the way I'm gonna go. Um, but yeah, you, will, I'll just surprise you when I get there. Like I won't be just surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I know, honestly, Jake, I think you owe it to everyone who travels to New York that weekend to post to all of your know. travel information. <laughs> that way, everyone can avoid wherever you are. Like you need a whole itinerary out there. Yeah, I, I, somebody already asked. You know what's funny is I did. Joe, I, when I left Norfolk, I saw my young, former young adult pastor, now a campus pastor, and I, we talked. I said, by the way, I'm just letting you know something's going to happen, and we got delayed for 30 minutes, which is the best case scenario you could find when traveling with me is only 30-minute delay. But yeah, I actually turned around and looked at him on the plane and caught eyes and smiled because he was about five or six rows behind me. There you go. See, that's 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 what happens. It's, uh, you know, it, you're, you're just... And it, it's great because at least it gives good fodder for your show. So like all your... Your wacky travel adventure, the wacky adventures of Jake Seeley. Maybe that's the, <laughs> the new sitcom I need in my life. <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Let's just get a camera to follow me around. We should probably talk. Uh, I have other random things we can still talk about on this yeah, show, well, but we should probably start with a little fancy and come back to yeah, them, don't you do think? Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do some fancy. Hey, we're back together. I mean, if people have ever listened to us in the past, they should have expected this by now. Yes. Yes. Oh, 100%. Look, we're the gang. I mean, if you listen on Target, whatever, you know? Yeah, we were like, what, seven or six or seven minutes into the show and haven't even talked fantasy yet. Yes, but we've given everybody a laugh and a feel-good moment already. So, well, we, we did talk fantasy. You talked about all the places I work without yes. necessarily mentioning them specifically. Well, and that's then, what I was leaving for you to do. <laughs> that's oh, too many. Well, I work at Fantrax. I work with Chris yes. at TQE. And Chris and I host together five days a week if you want to catch us without all of the, you know... Trials and tribulations of Jake Seeley. We host the Line Star DFS show. So for MLB <laughs> and then NFL, just went up. Yeah, that's right. Five five, <laughs> five days a week. Me yes. and uh, me and Chris Meany winning you money. And honestly, we've had a we had a stretch here, Jake, on the show where 
Uh, we do a home run call, both of us. And for over 41 shows between us, we had 32 home run calls correct. That's quite a run. That's uh, Ooh, yeah. like so you you both never missed, but it wasn't like you each did thirty two in a row, right? Yeah, no, we weren't. No, but okay. the just, show itself had thirty two. That's just real freaky. And I some mean, of that's, them, no, that's let me point out, impressive. Some of them were multiples on the nights too. Like there were some nights where we both were right, and yeah. so we've had a. It's been crazy, but almost, like for us How? to go over on that show has been almost non-existent in the last six what, weeks. No, no, no. So here's the follow up question: Was it always like top ten home run people, or did you try to? Vary no, it up no like, we we challenge the waters. No, yes. yeah, we'll we'll go back and forth. Some nights we need an easy one, you know. Some like today I went with an easy one, but even like, I mean, we've we've gone to the well there and we've gotten some some really good ones, some ones that won a lot of people money too, like the whole race layer back to back days we had oh, yeah, on the show. A, I had, had those. I mean, we, Odor one. We yeah, had, you had a rugged Odor. Like we we're good. Wow. We're not oh, we're not cheaping out. <laughs> Odor is bold. I gotta give you credit. That's just because the, the fact is, it's not the power. It's whether or not. He might he's make gonna a play. hit in the next seven weeks. Yeah, or no. he's gonna, or if he's gonna play, like we do the show early enough, it's like, hmm, Odor, like he's definitely not gonna get in the lineup with a lefty. And okay, there's a fly <laughs> ball pitcher here, probably gonna get in the lineup there. And the game's in Texas or in yeah. Chicago. I so. want like yeah. the Yankee game when Aaron Hicks, I think it was the second game back, we had him and he had that huge game. I had him on that night, so we've been we've been good. To be yeah. fair, we've only picked Mike Trout once. And yeah. he went yard. We never picked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, to, be, to be fair, Mike Trout's not even the biggest home run guy this no, year because not, everybody's no. trying to walk up. Oh, so real quick, Joe. Mm-hmm. So Odor hit 231 in June. Number of the increase on his average from May. Wait, say that one more time. Batting average points increased from May after hitting 231 in June. Like what's the variation? Um, yeah. What do you like, think it was? I don't know. Is it 60 points? Is it something insane like that? Chris? Um, yeah, I would probably 50. <laughs> Joe's closer by one. Like, actually, one. It was 59. He increased <laughs> his batting average by. It was 172 in May. By the, the first half, even while hitting 231 in June, 189. <laughs> and I watched him yesterday at the plate, and he's just pathetic. He has no patience at all. He's swinging at every single off speed pitch in the dirt. And the Texas crew at the Athletic on the hit show. They're just waiting for the day that he's sent down to the minors. Like they just feel like he needs a reset. Yeah, it's there's no. Yeah, hey, here's your little bit of baseball for everybody out there, because uh, you talk about prospects more than I do, Joe. But is this not a testament again to always like let's not get too excited about prospects in real and fantasy? Because remember, Profar and Odor were two of the, like, oh my god, don't touch these guys. They're gonna be amazing for the next ten years for the Rangers. Yeah, well, that's why I think also body type enters into a lot of prospect stuff, too. That, that's the one piece of the equation people tend to leave out sometimes, where, you know, Profar was a smaller guy and maybe a little bit more prone to injuries and, and whatnot. And Odor was a guy that was actually rushed, did very well right away because they needed him to in that spot. And I think had he had more developmental time in the minor leagues, he might be a more fully formed player now. And I don't know if he can ever play catch up. Some guys do, most don't. Um, I also think that what you're also seeing in the last five years is even though it's only a five year period between those guys that you're talking about and the guys that we're getting now in the major leagues, even that five year variance has been such a better um, tutorials in the minor leagues. We're talking college baseball, high school baseball, all that stuff, even in the in the Dominican leagues and the Puerto Rican leagues and things like that, that you're getting in the academies such good instruction at such an early level now with these kids that they are more ready to make an impact. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that with the Pete Alonzos. We're seeing Aloy heat up. We're seeing all that. All those guys that were supposed to be good being good. So, yeah, you're right what you're saying. But I also think even in five years, we've seen 
an enormous changeover from that to where it continues to advance their developmental path. Well, and that's fair, but Chris knows this because we've talked about it, and this isn't like, oh, Chris knows. But like when we talk about sports on seal with the Ziggler, he always says pitchers are more likely to succeed, especially early. And to your point, like you just threw out the names, it's like it's Tatis and Alonzo. I mean, Mercado's been pretty good because of his speed, but I mean, that's even including Mercado, that's three out of what, like 12, 15, like youngster, like bats that have been called up that everybody just goes flocking after. I'd give some respect to Hera and, and Riley. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the big one was has been Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but, I mean, that's just part of the whole fantasy and baseball community. Like, they just – like, he's a big name. Obviously, we know Guerrero Sr. just went to the Hall of Fame, and I think expectations were just too high for him. Like, they were just through the roof. Like, people wanted <laughs> to draft him over Anthony Rendon, like a proven veteran that has been money for years. Yeah. And, and I warned against it all offseason. I know you did too, Chris. I mean, yeah, we're, there's just too much do you guys, uh, Do you guys think the name – kind of overinflated him because if you recall last year it was it was Vlad Guerrero receives the first ever like this is not a joke everybody this is the first ever in the history of baseball prospecting the first ever 80 hit grade tool well I don't think it's over projecting him I still think he's going to be that good it's part of the name but look at the variance between Ronald Acuna and him year over year because Ronald Acuna's ADP was somewhere around like round 10 and then his was somewhere around four or five that's that's in completely crazy because you just haven't seen it yet. And I was somebody all in on Acuna two years ago, owned him everywhere, and all out on Vlad Guerrero Jr. in every redraft because of what the cost was. It just didn't make sense. And then he had the injury on top of it. And that was and it didn't really affect him that much. It dropped him like around maybe two yeah. in some drafts. And that was just that's just crazy. He, to me, I would have liked to have seen him have a couple months, like solid three months at AAA just to get him up there and all that stuff. But you know what? The other thing that's happening in Major League Baseball is the fact that the way teams are structuring themselves and buying out the free agency years of these players, they don't mind bringing them up there sooner because it is very in vogue now to pay these guys sooner and just lock them up, and teams are starting to see the value in that rather than letting guys get to arbitration and get to free agency. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's I'll be here all week. Actually, no, just That's today. why he writes books. That's, that's why I write books. That's why he writes books. That's right. This Number one. Correct. Number one. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct, Which, sir. Yeah, there you go. Which, you know, Chris is also a part of that book, too. He did things. He I did. did. He's I been, did things. He's been he part wrote, of a few of the, the black books now. He wrote words. I wrote some words. That's things. right. I uh, write things. Sidebar before we get to fantasy football, which was originally supposed to be the entire show. That's <laughs> all right. This is what happens when we get together. It just goes I know. crazy. Well, this is, and this is the sidebar topic, so I figured this is a good place to throw it in. So for everybody out there, Chris and I, with Brad yesterday, Joe, we talked about 4th of July. Oh, no, this is going to be today because we're releasing it today. So oh, screw that part. Today, when you hear that podcast, we did like a little 4th <laughs> of July episode about like cookout foods and stuff like that, which got me thinking, Joe, two weeks ago. Uh, we had we have semesters for our community group at church, and so there's like a th two or three week period usually between because it's like if you want to change one that you're in. So if you like you're in young adults and you want to switch and you know do one on Saturdays, it just lets people change and not feel weird about oh I would just quit coming to this one. In any case, the first night I did pizza. I told people you know bring some chips and stuff like that. Here's my question for you guys: If you're somebody who brings something to a party mm -hmm. and somewhat mostly chips. But I think like the veggie tray is the other one. If it's something out there like that, so what my example is salt and vinegar chips, which which I like. You know, but but see, that's the thing is like there are people who really like them. 
Hate but it. it's the minority. You have to bring an alternative happy chip for everyone. And then well, you can so bring no, no, a, Hold on. This a is a two-part question, Joe. Oh, my God. As to what you're about to say. It's is a lot one of is, right. is One is, should you even bring something that has that low of a ratio of people liking it? Like the veggie tray. And then two, if you bring something with that low of a ratio, shouldn't you at least be one of the people eating it? Yes, you should be <laughs> one of the people eating it. Uh, the veggie tray... I don't think it's a good look at the barbecue because I feel like it's out there in the heat and the dip gets weird. I don't think that's don't a good barbecue. I feel like it's a good look anywhere. I feel like that's the, oh, crap, I'm at Walmart. Let me grab this on the way out. You know, the veggie tray is like, let's pretend like we're going to have healthy stuff. And then we're going to like <laughs> fill our faces with freaking sausage and stuff like that for the rest and beer for the rest of the afternoon. No, uh, I am also on the mind. If you're bringing chips, you have to bring a dip or make a dip or something like that with it. So I, w I would suggest, a, a, you know, here, here you go. You ready? I'm going to save the world. It's really uh -oh, easy. Uh -oh. You go out there, you buy one of those rotisserie chickens, you pull it apart, you shred it up, boom, you add some uh, some cheese in there and some buffalo sauce, you make a little, and some cream cheese, and it makes basically a, a buffalo chicken dip. It's outstanding, it's easy to do, it takes two seconds, you bring it over, boom, there it is, You bring, and then you can bring boom, bang, yeah. the Tostitos or whatever, and then if you like the side chips, you bring the side chips, which maybe some more people like than you think, because I think... Some of those, you know, they wouldn't be selling so many of those salt and vinegar chips if people didn't like no, them. No, 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 because here's what happened, Joe. The only reason I even realized somebody brought, I don't even know who brought the salt and vinegar chips, because when everybody left, we had three bags of chips left. Uh, the third bag of Cool Ranch Doritos that somebody brought. Well, that's, that's always a winner. Yeah. yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos is always a winner. Regular Lay's, because we had another bag of regular Lay's. So these are all Fair. duplicates. Okay, yeah. Uh, but then... A bag of salt and vinegar that nobody opened and that was my thought I was like first of all you brought the salt and vinegar chips second of all you didn't even open the own damn chips that you brought it yeah, might have been one of those if they liked them if they liked them they would you know open the bag maybe right? it was yeah. a buy one get one free at the store maybe it was like a two for five and you're like eh, I'll grab so this one. get a flavor that people eat well yes. maybe they were being selfless because they were church people and it said I don't like this but maybe I'll get it because someone else will no no, no Chris that's what Jesus I don't, would I don't think like that I, have I mean, think you have I to don't. ask yourself what would Jesus bring Jesus would bring the most common thing and then turn it into wine anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why I he's the best be guest salt ever. Vinegar. There's no way. <laughs> so you would. So that's what I'm saying, Chris. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't bring it, and then then oh, and, and if you did, if it was something you would, would you you would at least open it and take some of it, right? Yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty selfish like that. I'm gonna bring something that I want a part of. <laughs> well, that's like, what I'm the host should do, though, isn't it? The host job, like, is it? Is it off-putting if you bring... This is like a Seinfeld episode now. So if I bring something, and then you're like, oh, thanks so much for bringing this, and then you never opened it, I am now offended because what? You yes. want to put the thing I brought out? I'm not eating your ch crappy chip. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're, you're like, offended. Like, the host is... No, you know, I'm offended you would bring that junk into my house. So you don't like the salt and vinegar chip. Is that where we're at? Here? No, not at all. I'm and not I a fan especially either. And and you and like look, I understand. Like my roommate is somebody who's like a big fan of them. But at the same time, like the worst part about it too is then you're talking to some. Have you ever talked to somebody who's eating salt vinegar chips? Like, uh, well, I mean, it's no different than the people like sour cream and onion. I like those too. I like I, most of the chips. I draw I, the line at some of the weird like pickle flavor. No, no, you can oh, keep yeah, the pickle flavor. Yeah, like they have the ketchup chips. That's actually a bigger thing. You know what's you, funny right, is Chris? I like yes, relish on my hamburgers, but I don't like pickles. I don't like pickles. Period. Really. Wait, who are you saying really to? Are you saying really to me the I relish no pickles, or are you saying I, to no pickles? I, I period? I was saying no pickles. Period. Like, no pickles. Period for me either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. That surprises me. I, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone that doesn't like pickles. I don't like pickles. Nope. Nope. Right. Ah, I've enough. heard of people. Nope. Are okay. you? Are you? Chris, do you ever do the Chicago dog? 
that we talked about. Oh, uh, I know you don't, obviously. Uh, because and, and and what's the Chicago dog again? I need to remind. It's a bunch got, of crap on a hot dog. No, it's, got, <laughs> it's got pickle on it. It's got slices of pickle on it. I've done that before. They do that here in Toronto, outside the ball, outside the stadium. They ha- they have pickles there, like just the tiny ones, not the long it's, cut, just little tiny. Okay, yeah, it's pickles, onions. yellow mustard, which you know I don't like that. I don't uh, like that either. Disgusting. On, the chopped onions, and I think there's something. Isn't there something else on it, Joe? Is it tomato? It's onions, pickles. Um, isn't there relish on it? No, because I think it's that's the pickles. I don't know. You might have to Google it because I, I hate it so much that I've seen it and I just like look away. I remember being in Wrigley Field going, "What the <laughs> f is that?" And I just I just <laughs> no, that's no. And I'm and I know some people don't like mustard, so they're like very off put by mustard on hot like, dog. We we had that conversation. I like hot spicy mustard, but I yes. hate yellow. Yeah. I hate yellow mustard too. Three for three. Yeah. So, but go. I love the spicy oh, brown go. mustard. Give me all the so, spicy brown mustard. All, do you do ketchup a... and mustard on the same hot dog? Because I'll do that on no, it. No, Jake won't put ketchup on a hot no, dog. No, ketchup does not. He go says on a hot it dog. doesn't belong in a hot dog. Like, what well, the hell is just, that? That's like, just that's madness. What it, but... That's no, it's basically not. what ketchup was made for. Hot dog. It's <laughs> mad, no, it's not. If Jake did, he would put fancy ketchup on it. No, is this a sports show? Is this officially like? Is this like? Is this like the? What am I here for? What are we doing? We're about to do fantasy football, but I pulled up Chicago Dog. By the way, for first of all, it's all beef, so that matters for people. It's a poppy seed bun, so don't take any drug tests afterwards. That's the other thing. The poppy seed bun is weird. Like, what's that about? I hate poppy seeds in general. It is like stuck in. So anyway, yellow mustard, white onion, which I told you, chopped onion. Yeah. Oh, there is relish, Joe. You were correct. I was right. Yeah. That's just redundant. How are you going to re- relish and a pickle? Come on. Uh, sport peppers, which I've never heard of before. Okay. And then tomato. Yeah, tomato is <laughs> They're on They're super it. athletic. <laughs> They're like... You the peppers that were sport on all of that hot dog. <laughs> They're, peppers. Some... <laughs> They're peppers that wear headbands. <laughs> super yoked peppers. What's a sport pepper? That's not a thing. Is that what they're it's, called? No, it's, it's healthy, guys. It's sports peppers. Yeah, it's sport. No, don't worry, dude. <laughs> Ugh, new Gatorade sport pepper. Uh, here we go. Vienna sports peppers. Medium hot, bite size, in a seasoned brine for a spicy crunch, Joe. Why would they be called sport peppers? That's the weirdest thing ever. The equivalent of a G2. I don't know, man. I'm going to go have some yoga ice cream after this is over. That's all I know. G2 or G6? Whatever. It's all the same. Yeah, I do remember that song. All right. Fantasy football. All right. Here we go. Let's go. No transition. Time stamp 20-something minutes into the show. Fantasy football. Hey, we got fantasy baseball mixed in there. So Yeah, we did talk. Here's the big topic, I Mm -hmm. think, is everything. Here's what I'm just going to set up the question. Before we even start talking about the non-top big four running backs, here's the first part of the question. I'm going to ask both of you guys. Joe. If you have the fifth pick, who's your fifth pick? It's a good question. I hate, I hate the five through seven this year so much. I hate five, and I'll tell you what, because I do like that grouping of running backs at last, I'm actually okay with DeAndre Hopkins there. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's off the board. I don't think it's crazy. Um, I think there's – the problem is you've got the questions about uh, Gordon and his health always year over year. you got the questions about DJ with the new offense and how that's going to work out after last year was a total bust. You got questions about Le'Veon Bell, which I'm not afraid of Le'Veon Bell. But if you are just risk averse, this is a really unique year because I think the bottom of RB1 and the top of RB2, especially with the rookies in this class, there's a lot of upside and a lot of things to like where if you went Hopkins that high, I don't think there's any reason to get mad at all. I don't even mind going Mixon that high because I'll I'll tell you what, I feel 
equally good about Mixon as I do all of those guys. I think they're very close. And I think at the end of the day, Mixon's going to be a guy that ends up top five this year. But Hopkins is the safe one. If you're trying to go off the board a little bit, I probably will still lean towards, I don't know. If I'm going to pick up the running back, I'll probably go with Le'Veon Bell because I think he has something to prove there. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, it was Bell for sure for me at five. Like, I think I everyone's don't... overrating this whole Adam Gase stuff. Like, yeah, it, Adam Gase I mean, is you... an idiot, but he's not a moron. I don't know, man. You have to like you have to have some concerns. Like that has to be in the back of your head. Like Adam Gates, and the fact that Bell hasn't played for a full year. Like, is there going to be any rest? There's going to be some injuries. Like, you don't know. Like the way that Gates, you know, I know Le'Veon Bell is a different kind of animal, but the way he ran, like the running backs in Miami, he didn't like a guy. He shipped him off. We all thought Kenyon Drake should be the guy, and they went Williams, and like they went, he went back and forth with that. Then he's already spoke out and said like, oh, he wouldn't have spent his money on Le'Veon Bell, and then they bring back Powell. Like, I don't know. There's at least at least a, a couple question marks there where. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have any question marks at all. We we know what to expect with DeAndre Hopkins, so I I think that's the safer pick. I kind of lean him now at five, where I said you know a couple weeks ago I was Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think you can go wrong with either or. To be honest with you, I, I won't go Mixon at five, and DJ is. I don't want to go DJ at five you either. You said you won't go Mixon. No, I won't go Mixon at five. Gordon's probably the safest of the running backs there. Well, safest production. Well, safest production, right? Safest production in the system. You know what his, you know what his deal is. I think the Le'Veon deal is in question right now, and the David Johnson deal is in question now. And and you're, I don't think that they're going to be bad. They'll probably return value. They're still well, good let investments. Me poke, let, let me let me poke a hole in David Johnson here real quick because sure. you guys both know this as long as we go back. How much I love David Johnson, and I think you know you said you got you kind of alluded to. I think the it's been overblown with Le'Veon Bell. I think the other way it's been a little overblown on David Johnson and the fact that he's getting pumped up a little too much because, yes. Kyler Murray is going to open up this offense. Yes, Cliff Kingsbury is going to open. Like we know, the Arizona offense is going to be better. There's no doubt in our minds. The one thing I will say, and while you can say, well, Kyle Murray will open up running lanes, what if you know Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray and maybe passes to David Johnson even less than David Johnson saw last year because he's running himself, and maybe David oh, Johnson. That's a good point doesn't see 90 targets maybe he only sees 70 75 and Let's then be honest jake that offensive line still sucks they did not yeah, do enough to address that well <laughs> that's a, that's a big part like that was my whole write-up on kyler murray of everybody who's like all up in the kyler murray stuff i'm like well, since when is it really good for a qb development to have a crap offensive line I, I don't care if he's athletic and can run around and make plays that's terrific running and making plays and running in for your life constantly and getting absolutely pwned by guys who are 6'4 230 that's not a good time, man. That is, you're gonna have a bad time. So I don't get that, and I am not. I'll tell you what. I feel safer. I think Le'Veon Bell is safer by a wide margin to DJ this year, and it's not a knock on DJ's talent. I just think I look at that team. I think that on both sides of the ball, the Jets did a lot to address some of the needs and issues there. I still don't like Adam Gase, but he's also never had a weapon as good as Le'Veon Bell. So as much as I want to crush him for misuse of Kenyon Drake or maybe misuse in Denver of some of the guys, he's also never had Le'Veon Bell. So I think we all need to take a deep breath and go, all right, the organization spent a ton of money. Whether he liked the way they spent it or not, the organization is going to say, hey, you better make sure we get our investment on him. And I think they will. Is Bell going to get like 100 targets, though? Like what he got in Pittsburgh? I, I, don't, I don't feel like he's going to. I'll tell you what. If he does, I think the Jets are a playoff team or a contender. What number do you want to give him? Uh, I don't like 80 
I mean, 80's fine. Like, it's not like it's uh, oh, 80's not good. You were but... doing so good with the projections before, Chris. <laughs> with your projections? And yeah. Getting them spot at... on? Like, what do you yeah, have, I know, You're not that far off. You're 10%. I have them at 88. 88? Yeah. I think so that's, that's And that's fine. So you can't expect good, him to be it's... as good as... Just from the sheer volume of the Steelers offense, he was going to yeah. get 100. So that that's yeah. a totally different... You got to scale it back just, just because it's not going to be as See, but I do prolific. have him first 265 carries and when you put all that together to to your point when why i'm okay like if i have the fifth pick i am taking levy on bell because uh, the melvin gordon like the injuries are just oh it's just so much i like my bell mind. i i agree i i think that's the way i would go if i was going a running back but i don't think hopkins is weird but yeah. see and i think this is the whole conversation we have this year is that if you don't have the top four to this running back crew you know, what you're saying joe and i, th- I think you agree chris is that it's, it's why I hate five through seven. Actually, you probably throw eight in there. I'd rather just drop all the way down to nine through 11. I, I just hate the turn. But nine through, like somewhere in there, is just because, you know what? You take Le'Veon Bell, and I'll wait and take Joe Mixon or Dalvin Cook or whoever's at the back of the first round because you, I don't think anybody can definitively say who's number five. And I think that we could say, well, let's put it this way. Hey, let's play a little side game as we get into these names. You both say yes or no if you think there's a chance this running back could finish number five. So let's look at it that way. Okay. So we're all saying Le'Veon Bell can. We're all saying yes. Melvin Gordon can. Yes. Can David Johnson finish his number five? Yes, but I don't yes. think he will. He was Chris. tenth. He was top ten RB last year with nothing to work with. So yeah, yes. I do think so. James yes. Conner. Uh, no. Yes, I do. I'm going to still yes. say no. I don't think he's. I don't think he can hold up for it. Okay, uh, I'm going to leave. I'll give tie break to Chris because I do. We're going to talk about James Conner. Um, Todd Gurley, I think, is the obvious yes because all we know is it's the sure. health. Like he, he could be the number one running back again. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yes. Uh, I don't. No. Ooh. West Coast offense. West Coast in the house. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This, so the tie break's going the other way this time, Chris. I'm gonna go with Joe here only because. I, I don't think Giovanni Bernard is as much as a threat anymore. They've been trying to, like, if you notice what they did last year and they ended up having to get rid of him because of off-field issues with Walton, uh, they went back and drafted Rodney Anderson. And, like, they drafted, again, it's like they're trying to replace Giovanni Bernard, in my opinion. It looks like they're looking for a reason to get rid of him. So I'm going to say yes for that one. Dalvin Cook, I def- I'll just, I definitively say yes. I mean, we're going to say yes to all of them, I think, then. <laughs> no, 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 I said no. I said no to Connor, and I'm uh, going to say no to I Cook. Would say, I would say yes to Cook over Mixon, yes. No, I'm going to say it? no. I don't think he can finish top five. Nope. Yeah, you already got eliminated from that one. Sorry, Joe. That's fine. Oh. Is there I anybody like being else? I by myself. Uh, I'm an only child. Nick Chubb? Maybe if maybe if this Kareem Hunt off the field stuff again ends 100%. up being a thing? Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah, him, I, uh, but that I buy. Okay. Uh, Leonard Fournette. If no. He's healthy. No. Um, Marlon healthy, Mack and all no. the Colts talk? No. I love Mac, but no, not top not, five. Not top five. Uh, top five, Car- you have to be the focal point of the offense to be right. top five. I know, but I'm just throwing the carry on, Devontae. No. No, no, no. Josh Jacobs? That's the one that gives me pause, but I'm <laughs> going to say no. It, I mean, Jacobs is set up and he's, he's such a good opportunity. There's no one there he's going to touch the right. ball. He plenty. could be the focal point of the offense. It's very the possible. The only concern I have about him is Jalen Richard in the passing game. Like, I actually was, was pretty aggressive in Josh Jacobs' passing game work. I have for 41 receptions, but I still I just still think that Jalen Richard's too much a part of that. That's yeah. my only that. That's the only concern of the downside. All right, so we have nine. Oh, wait, one more. Damian Williams. No. So yes, I, I agree, no, so, but I mean, uh, listen, he the could. the first one I got outvoted on. Yeah, it's close. Like, he really could. My problem is we just haven't seen him 
you know, no, he's but we have over six but, games. Over but six games. If you tell me he's playing, this is my whole argument. And this I is, know, we'll I know your this. argument. I know exactly yeah. where you're going with this. Go ahead. Well, because it's just, look, we know Damian Williams could revert back. Let's, well, so anyway, uh, real quick. So we agreed to, and two of them ended up, well, three of them ended up being majority. One no majority. You guys said no to Damian Williams. I said yes. And then we had two that said yes, majority win. So we have seven definitive yeses and then two additional majority wins of players that could finish number five. So to the point of what we're getting at today is in this running back group is there's a hell of a lot of names that you could make an argument for number five after the big group. So let's talk about Damian Williams. We'll get to James Conner. We'll get to all these in general. So Damian Williams, you said, you know my argument, Joe, but I'm just going to bring it up again for anybody that might not have heard it, is we know Damian Williams. We've seen the bad Damian Williams. We know Damian Williams could easily be what my argument about Jared Goff is, is he's a product of the offense that he's in. But... He's still in that offense, and my basic argument is if he doesn't, if he just plays like he does last year, which I know is a concern. We've seen a lot more worse Damian Williams than good Damian Williams. But if he plays just to last year's level and plays 15 games, he could easily finish number five in that offense. Could, but I also just, and we also know the history of Andy Reid running backs can be very good. We also know that Carlos Hyde is there, and I think that is the perfect obnoxious person that could ruin this whole situation for Damian Williams. But see, I that's really on do. the flip side is that Reed doesn't do that. Reed goes with his one guy. <sighs> I know. He goes with his one guy all he wants, but the, the What if that is... one guy ends up being Hyde, I guess is my thing. No, and that's, that's a fair... <laughs> that's that's that, my so, well, Okay. I that, think that, there's an equal that, chance that Damian Williams finishes top five than he does not finishing in the top 20. 40? Well, I was going to say 20. I wasn't going to be that harsh, but yeah. No, I'm no, but saying. I mean, the truth is, well, so, well, so, let's go to that. The truth is this, is like Andy Reid uses his one running back. And to be honest, you go back to Jamal Charles, just because he uses his one running back doesn't mean it's 20 carries. It's 20 touches. You know, Jamal Charles rarely right. got the 20 plus carries, but he doesn't share the backfield. That was the whole thing brought up last year is about forget about Darrell Williams. Once Damian Williams took over, forget about the other pieces. It's over. They're not getting involved. The only concern I have is what you just said, is with Carlos Hyde, it's not the touches per game that I'm scared of. It's what if Carlos Hyde goes back to being what he was two years, three years ago, and Damian Williams comes out looking like doo-doo, and all of a sudden now it's Carlos Hyde's backfield. That's my only concern, but I don't think that's going to happen, Chris. I'll tell you, uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry, oh, sorry, I just want to throw this one point in there. The, the idea of just taking Carlos Hyde for free at the end of a draft makes a lot of sense. Oh my God, he's I'll the best handcuff in football. And I'll he's tell you what, it's a, it's a better investment than it is taking Damian Williams where his ADP is, I think. Just because of the other guys that are around Damian Williams. That's that's right. that's my sentiment about it. And he's free. He's absolutely free. And you look at some of the other guys, like a Barkley and Elliott, McCaffrey, you know, Kamara, fine. Like Latavius is, you're going to have to spend on him. But all the other backs, like maybe Chase Edmonds, there's really no true handcuff for those guys that you're going to want. Like Melvin Gordon went down and it was Jackson. Like Eckler got involved. He can't run between the tackles. Like, And we've already seen, you know, Bell and McGuire in, in New York. So there's really nothing in terms of like a true handcuff. So I think Carlos Hyde is I like I'm drafting him everywhere. I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him. My problem with Williams is he's had one game in his career. Where he's had over 13 carries. He's never had over 50 carries in a season. He's had concussions, multiple concussions. Anybody, not anybody, but a couple people, a lot of people could look good in this offense in KC. At least with Carlos Hyde, he's he's flirted with a thousand yards twice in his career. Jake, you mentioned a couple years ago, what do you have? Eighty-seven targets, over fifty grabs. Like that's a guy who was a true bell cow back that year. So I I just don't feel like Williams can hold up. Like it's good they they gave him the two-year contract. Reed is talking him up. He looked great last year in the playoffs in the last few games. Like. 
there's no question he has tremendous upside. It's just I just don't feel like he can hold up through a full course. I don't expect him to have over 200 carries this year. Okay. And uh, look, those concerns are warranted. It's just I'm obviously going in with – this is something that I heard, well, I think too. the upside's warranted, too. Your your argument right. is it valid. Is. I, don't, I don't think any of these arguments are trying to disprove no. the other one. No, we're almost – I mean, well, what we're trying to do essentially is – it's it sounds counterproductive to what we normally do in fantasy, but what we're trying to do is actually poke holes in all these guys to make your decision for you. It's like we're trying to we're trying to actually show negatives. you both ends of the argument so yeah. you can make a better informed decision. And I'll tell you what, where Damian Williams is going currently, he's in that same grouping that we've been talking about for the most part. So what Williams is around? I'll tell you what, I Williams or Fournette for you, Jake? Williams. That's not even a question. Yeah, I would take Williams you? there too. Okay, I would just so actually, like, take Williams. Just take Hyde later, too. Aaron Jones or Damian Williams? Oh, it's Damian Williams again. I'll answer the easy question for you, Joe. Is like You don't even have to get into the conversation because uh, projections-wise and how I would rank them is Damian Williams, and we're talking slimmest of margins here, so uh, you know, one game of five extra yards could actually move these three guys. But Damian Williams, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook in order. I have Damian Williams 10th. Okay. So that's that's you know I mean that that's that's you so it's Damian Williams Cook and Mixon that's how your three is did I get yeah. that right Mixon Cook see I would I would I would flip that I would have it go the other way and the fair thing and here's the biggest thing too now yards wise he's behind Joe Mixon and neck and neck with Dalvin Cook where Damian Williams gets the edge is the touchdowns more touchdowns yeah. receiving more touchdowns rushing now if this offense just bombs out like that's the biggest thing that i go back to as well is even if you chop off 15 percent of the offensive production touchdown wise it's still one of the most productive offenses in the league yeah, yeah absolutely and and that should be a tiger and that should matter and that's why i hate fournette personally too and i'm sure that's part of your equation of the of the hate for fournette do you feel the same way about that grouping chris those three yeah. guys yeah those three guys i mean i f- i would probably put chubb ahead of williams um, and it's not even anything to do with Kareem Hunt, but I mean, eight games. It of is Kareem for me. Hunt. Yeah, eight games of Hunt, and this new news. It just seems obviously like a troublemaker. Like I can't. I don't feel like. What's the percentage that I'm even going to see him in a Browns uniform? I feel like it could be ten to fifteen percent, especially with this new news that you know he's into more trouble. So a Chubb just. Well, apparently no charges 30. filed. So yeah, but you well, never know. You never just, know. I mean, I still look at it. It's week ten. You can't use them till week ten. No, no, what no. are we worried about? Yeah, so that's, so that's that's solid amount of touches for Chubb. No, yeah. so this is the reverse for me, and that's why you guys look again. This is going back to a show we used to do. You guys know how much I love, love, love Chubb, and because what I always bring up is that people seem to have easily forgotten that in college people were saying, "Man, this Nick Chubb kid might be better than Todd Gurley yep. who we replaced." But he blew his knee out in seventeen different directions, and then you know that. But he's almost back almost back to what he was so people forgot that on the flip side it's what you guys both just said is why i'm a little bit off chubb as much as i love him is the fact that it's the playoffs that's when you lose him like this is the reverse of a suspension like if it was you know he has to deal with cream hunt for the first six weeks and then never for the rest of the year like if you said cream hunt's only going to play six games and then get hurt and you're going to get chubb for six games of frustration but then you get him for the rest of the year i would have chubb at like six or seven i love him that much but it's the problem is that Hunt comes back, has a week or two to get into the mix, and then as soon as you hit the playoffs, boom, 
Now we have no idea what's going to be that backfield. I, I, I understand that concern. I am not going to let that concern stop me. I want to be relevant week 10. Let me be relevant week 10 and then worry so about... Can be relevant with Joe Mixon for the same thing. Yeah, but the offense sucks in Cincinnati. Yeah, but I don't know if it's going to suck that bad. See, you know what else sucks worse in Cincinnati? The defense. And that means the (laughs) offense is going to constantly be trying to push the envelope, push the envelope, and that was one of the positives. Well, you talk about injuries. To your point, Chris, well, what if Andy Dalton goes down again? Yeah, then they're just stacking the box and mixing. Like that's all. It, that's all it's going to be. That's, that's the one we, thing is that if Andy Dal- that that offense almost it's not even AJ Green. That almost off all like pretty much hinges on Andy Dalton staying healthy, which is just crazy to say. It does. Yeah, it really does. And that because they're my- they're done with Jeff Driscoll at this point, in my opinion. They probably turned to Ryan Finley, who I didn't like that much, and he's a rookie. And and if you go look at last season towards the end of the year, like there was a couple solid you know one hundred yard games. Like Mixon came on strong. But, you know, there was a lot of box stacking against him because it was just Boyd and a mediocre quarterback. That's that's the one problem. Well, that's where it came down to. I think there's also a certain element of Marvin being gone finally that I feel like everybody could just breathe. No, I know it's it's but, you know, it's it's like a mental thing sometimes where you just look at it and you go. Oh, that's finally over. And I I feel like they're playing with house money. No one expects anything. Did you see the behind the bringing in a whole new offense? No, the, why did they the do co- like a voodoo with, exorcism kind of no, thing? No, no, no. Of no, the, Lewis? Coach, the coaching staff where he was just like dismissing people like opinions and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, look, do you remember two oh, years ago? Hugh Jackson. I don't know. They're both idiots. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's all the same. I mean, they're, they're, same you know, they're the same guy, basically. <laughs> one had a long one was there for 20 years, basically, <laughs> which had net zero playoff wins. No, but I, I think there's something mentally to be said for a fresh start for some of these guys. And I think Mixon's third year in the league, I expect big things. And I really do, I do really feel, and that, and hey, if he had made it to me, where I was in FSGA, I was in the 12 out of the 14 spot, Mixon went right before me, and that was crushing because that was the guy I wanted. And after that, I had to make the choice. Do I go with Todd Gurley in a 14-team league and risk that of not being able to come back from there? And I thought for sure he was actually going to make it back to me after in the second round. He did not. But I was willing to make that to, to pass on Gurley because in a 14-team league, I think it's, you know, you'd make that pick. I think it's do or die, and I just wasn't ready to die on that hill yet. Jake knows this from the mock at the Athletic. I mean, if you don't take a back in the first couple rounds, you're left with, you know, a pretty ugly decision. Like, I was able to get Hopkins and Thomas, which is nice, but then you're you're stuck with an RB1. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. We did talk a little Fournette, but then you're left with a choice for your RB1 to be Fournette, Freeman, or Henry, for example. Like that's do you do you want to do that? Those (laughs) might even be depending on what draft you're in. Those might even be gone. They they easily could be, and then and then you're really looking at Jones and Mac as as your RB one, maybe Josh Jacobs. But um, you're really left with it. I feel like Mac's moving up. Mac is he's really really. I like him, but I mean, if he's going to be a second round pick, I don't I don't. You know I, mean? I don't like him as a second round pick, I, but I I do like Marlon Mack a lot this year too. But I don't have but, a problem with late second round. Like, I would actually take him before Fournette, only because I haven't done a draft where I didn't see him going in the third. I really have. I got uh, so far yeah. most of what I've seen is, is he goes well, well after Chubb. Because we're getting the reports that if, like everything that's being said so far is Mac is Mac. Like it, it's just oh my god! I wish you guys lived in Virginia. There's an awful car dealership around here that does a Mac Mac commercial. So every time I say. Mac, I just Mac think of it, Mac. and it just I just want to bang my head against the wall. Anyway, I feel your pain. It's okay. Go look it up online. I, maybe I'll tweet out the link. It's just so god awful. Anyway, 
the, the thing with Mac is every talk that they've had with Naheem Hines is not like, oh, he might take away from the passing game for Mac. Oh, they might. No, it's that Naheem Hines might lose his job if Paris Campbell wins the slot role because they're not even going to use Naheem Hines in the slot as much anymore. Right. So everything is, seems like it's well, pointing up Well, but didn't T.Y. love working out of the slot last year, too? That's another concern for me with Campbell, even. I mean, put that nah, into the mix, too. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Funches is outside. I think Hilton will be outside. I wonder what the percentage. I want Hilton is. to be outside, but Hilton, if Hilton goes, hey, no, I like being here and I'm productive, and they, they agree, they're going to do whatever works. You know, they don't they don't care about your fantasy team. Well, Boys one way or another, it doesn't look like Naeem Himes is going to be a factor. So uh, that I agree with. Exactly. So if you're sitting there, you guys are both taking Dalvin Cook over Damian Williams. I am, but. I can understand someone liking the reverse, but I will take my shot, and hopefully the third time will be the charm and he gets to stay on the field. Yeah, Cook is so interesting. Like, he has the potential. Like, he, I feel like he's that pick in the first couple rounds that could win you a league, or he could really just put you in a tough spot if he, if he has another injury. He's just so explosive when he plays, and he's healthy. I mean, he does absolutely everything. I think, you know, the Vikings offense will run a whole lot smoother with him healthy. I would take him over Williams. I would take that chance and that risk. But they're both. Well, we saw that down the stretch last risky. year too. Yeah, that's. I mean, everyone laughs at Kirk Cousins, so he sucks. But I mean, if you know, all three of us like to wait on quarterbacks. I mean, you can draft him with your last pick, and he has two borderline wide receiver ones in his team, and a guy in Delvin Cook who finishes a top five back. Last pick, like so far in drafts, you could go twenty quarterbacks and then Cousins still get Kirk Cousins. Yeah, nobody wants him. It's fine. It's nonsense. It's really I'll take nonsense. Him. I'll take him with Thielen Statistically speaking, he was right there. I mean, the problem is it's like we always see with Kirk Cousins. It doesn't always look good, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it, yeah. what does it add up to. That's all it matters. And they got way too pass heavy. And I think what's funny, because I did the preview of them and I did some research through the Vikings and stuff. And they Where got so uh, over on Fantrax HQ. But they oh, did. I thought you were going to do the black book. The black. Uh, no, I think the, the team previews I'm doing on Fantrax right now. But um if you if you go through that and you see how pass heavy they got there towards the end of the year when they were just unraveling, they were just pressing and pressing and pressing. And a healthy Dalvin Cook goes a long way to making them more efficient. I think you're going to get statistically something still in that neighborhood, even if the run game becomes more prolific with Cook. And that's because it'll be more efficient and less predictable. The problem is they got way too predictable as the season went on. Yeah, Chris, they had no, they had no run game. Yeah. Where where did where did Cook Cousins finish last year in quarterbacks? Thirteen. Uh, yeah. 11. Chris, you knew for some Like, you said that so definitively. You knew, didn't yeah, I you? Knew. Yeah, I knew. Okay. Because I've been... Because that's... I thought it was 13, but then when he said 13, I didn't want to say the same thing, so I said maybe it's even better than <laughs> do, I thought it was. Do you was. know where he was in points per game? No, I don't. If you include Ryan's Fitzpatrick... Not Ryan's. Ryan's, Ryan's. Fitzpatrick. Ryan's. Ryan's. That's, what they're calling that's what they're calling him in Miami, Ryan. If you include Fitzpatrick, he's 15. If you don't... No. 16. If you don't include him, he's 15. So 15 or 16. Let's not include him and call it 15. Well, because he could just say 10 games or more. And then I mean, look, get, that, that is that, – I'm telling you, if you don't wait on quarterback, you're crazy. Unless there's a quarterback you really like in a or, deeper league. Or – hold on, that, Joe. You know, or, or the rest of the league waits. That's what I was going to say. I was in a league where I said, you know what? Screw this. Deshaun Watson, ninth round? Yeah, I'll, right. I'll do that's, that. That's yeah. where you go. If you can get one of those top five guys, round nine – or something like that, that's fair. That is totally fair. That's when you reach because, again, this is now this is where you could say black because that's relative position value working. Black, black. That's black. where you're at right now because you have the the RPV says there's only a couple guys that are an advantage at, at QB1 in a single quarterback league, and their names are Watson, Rodgers, 
Uh, it's uh, Andrew Luck, Mahomes, and who am I forgetting? And Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, ironically, is the fifth one, okay? So those are your five guys. And if you can get one of those RPV guys that are ahead and positive before you get to the Cam Newton in that range and the other guys that are below the fantasy league average, like even Roethlisberger's close and stuff, but he's still negative. If you can get one of those guys, like Jake's saying, somewhere in that seven, eight, nine, that's definitely worth considering. But other than that, if that market goes away from you, then just forget it. If those guys go in the fourth round, and we see this because the name recognition of the QBs, of Mahomes, of Rodgers, in your typical league, those guys are going to go probably round four, if not earlier sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes probably in your typical draft could be in the third round. That's, if not, that's too high. If not second. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you, it's the home league, somebody's going to get excited. But I mean, remember, back in the day, Pat, Peyton Manning was going on the first. Uh, that's not something we haven't seen before. Chris, uh, back to one name that we skipped over a lot so far. And then as I was running through the names, it was kind of somebody that was contentious a little bit, it sounded like. James Conner. Where are you? So come back to this whole argument. Like the James Conner is whether or not he's fifth, whether or not you feel confident taking him in the first round, because he seems to be the one that nobody has a real answer on. I know. And there's been so many like, hasn't he? He's come out and said two different things, has he not? Like he feels like it's going to be a committee. And then recently he comes out and says he feels like he's going to have the same, the workload. same work as last year. It's like, make up your mind, James Conner. Just shut the hell up. Stop confusing us. But, you know, my big thing with him, and I was talking to Pat about this just the other day, is he, every time he played, he just he played the bulk of the snaps. Like it was like 80%, 85%. So if, even if it comes down to 70% of the snaps, like I'm on board with that in this offense. Like I, I think it could slightly take a step back offensively. Like Antonio Brown, I think everyone's going to feel the loss of Antonio Brown. But for the most part, this guy was – can he hold up? I mean, that's the one question mark. Can he hold up to, to where he's going to get 17 touches or carries a game? And I think he can. And there was a good stretch where he was doing absolutely everything for this offense. He looked just like Le'Veon Bell. Heck, he had better numbers than Le'Veon Bell. He was a little bit more efficient. He was catching three, four balls out of the backfield every game. So I'm on board with him being the guy. And if people are going to shy away from him where I can get him at the end of the first or early second, I think it's a good investment. Well, to your point, Chris, it stripped the name off the jersey. And just say, well, strip the name off the helmets too. Let's just even say you're getting a top 10, not even top five. We'll just say a top 10 offense. And the lead running back is getting 70% of the snaps. You're drafting that running back as a top 10 at least yeah. in every single league. And that I think that's the argument for him is the fact that if you just take that out of the equation, I like people are saying, oh, I'm worried about Jalen Samuels, but you even brought it up. To get to 70% is a 15 percentage point drop off from what he was last year because he's around mid-80s. So if you look at it I, I, from when he was in the lead, I think that's the thing. Like, if you just told me Marlon Mack is getting 70% of the snaps every single game, you everybody would be yeah, – Marlon, Marlon Mack would jump to the top 10. If you, I think that's the concern – or not the concern, but that's the positive side of it, Joe. Uh, I, I feel better about Connor than I do about David Johnson because I know what that Pittsburgh offense is. It's not changing. Connor's familiar they with it. They have people that could block. They have people that could block, number one, <laughs> that first and <laughs> foremost, probably. But I, I think this is, you know, and in terms of the Antonio Brown loss, I feel like this is like a broken record because you go, well, what are they going to do now? The plastic goes gone. And then Santonio becomes a guy. Well, when Santonio goes, well, Antonio Brown becomes a guy. And we already got, we've already seen arguably a better season from Juju than any of those guys before they became the guy. So I'm not really worried. What are they going to do when Juju's gone? I don't know. You and me, I guess. I don't know. Somebody. 
James Washington. I have absolute <laughs> concerns about Connor's ability to withstand the volume, but I feel much better about his opportunity to be productive in fantasy this year than I do about DJ, especially at the cost, because typically what you're looking at with Connor is he's going what, around 15 overall. So sometimes he's going after the turn. Sometimes he's going before it. I think where you're getting him as opposed to having to take a chance in, on DJ, usually going before that, from what I've seen, at least, I mean, People can point out the different ADPs and stuff, but what I've seen so far in actual drafts, that's that seems to be the trend. So DJ is more like in the middle. So I, I think Connor's a, a better investment or a better return on investment for my money. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, so when you're say? splitting hairs, when you're splitting hairs like that, I think for me personally, I just go with the better offense. There was like two or three games, Jake, where Arizona didn't even move the ball past half, like in, in the other team's zone. Like it was. <laughs> well, like, and that's oh. the uh, that's the Michael Salfino thing. It's not even no. It's not even no bad offense. It's no bad quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the thing. Although I know in this situation, the quarterbacks are definitively different. You know, you have Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, or Kyle Murray, who, who the hell knows, but. Fantasy wise, I understand people. So let's be clear. That's what he's, he's not talking fantasy because Kyler Murray is a fantasy player. I mean, put it, just throw this out as a sidebar. Would either of you be surprised if Kyler Murray outscored Ben Roethlisberger this year? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, I'm not counting on it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't would. be shocked. Either. I would be surprised. I really would. I think everybody's just putting way too much on this kid. I don't. Really. I don't think it's even so much him. I just. I don't see how he doesn't near or even eclipse 600 rushing yards, and that's the biggest thing for me. I don't know. The more that kid's out in open space, the more I, I fear for his life in the NFL. Well, yeah, the, yeah, of course. Like this is Just where you like, they need to go do what they the Ravens did and sign like a Robert Griffin to teach him not to get himself killed like Lamar Jackson. So well, at least Lamar Jackson's also got size by spades over him. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen's no little kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen's a, sm- a smaller guy. And but I, even I think, to that point, I mean, look at Cam Newton as big as he is and how many injuries he's dealt with. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about it, too. I mean, think about, you know, he's going to face the Rams twice. They're going to be all up in his Kool-Aid. I mean, how about Aaron Donald on top of you? Jeez, man, like, that's... Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Like, you know, (laughs) Seahawks can still get it done. I'm not a big fan of the 49ers, but, you know, I I think that, you know, I'm just... I don't even look at the rest of their schedule. They would have a few pieces on defense if they all stopped getting suspended. Yeah, 49ers got (laughs) some players. It's just, yeah. They're They're like the 90s uh, Cowboys all getting suspended. (laughs) I wonder with, if they're all doing none of the too. personality. <laughs> That's true. Hey, like another sidebar as we're doing this because we're talking about the turn. Uh, so this made me think of something. If you're, especially if you're in a slow draft, if you're in a normal live draft, I, I get it. You know, sometimes you know maybe you were caught off guard and you just wanted to make your first pick so you could take more time looking because you knew at least what one of your two picks were. So like, I'm a little bit understanding if you're on the turn and you take a little bit of time with your second pick. But guy, like. We got to come up with a penalty. If you're in a slow draft, you make your first pick of the turn and then leave the second pick of the turn for another three hours later, don't we? That's nothing. I saw that happen in the live draft at FSGA, and it, I almost, I almost wanted like well, flip that, a table. I know. I was so mad. Minutes. Those guys at Yahoo, they it took them five minutes to make a pick, and then it took them twelve minutes almost to make the next one. And it's and I'm like, what are we doing here? You had twenty minutes to think about the damn pick, but, and we're all in the but, room together. Have some to compassion for our bills. To, to take that to another level of a uh, slow draft. Come into a slow draft because the slow draft you're not sitting there, so you had to go to the site that you weren't sitting at waiting for your pick. Make your pick, make the choice to leave and come back three hours later to make your second pick. Like there should be an automatic like five minute slow draft window where you just get auto picked, right? 
I'm fine with yes. that. I hate yes. slow draft anyway. It drives me crazy. If you're going to do slow uh, draft, it should be the four-hour window tops. These ones that go for the eight-hour no, window. No, no, where no, you no. Can but put, that's what I'm ugh. saying. You still could have done – that person on the turn still could have done that. Like, like Chris, Chris no, you're saying yes, Chris. It, like, there should be a the different turn, timer for the turn. When you're at the turn, there's no there, – that's it. There is no quarter for you. You're at the turn. You make your two picks, and you move on. And if you take an hour to make the first pick, that's fine. But just you make – you're right. You make them back-to-back. You decide what the two picks are you want to do, and you move on. You should kind of have an idea anyway, shouldn't you, what you're doing in the first two rounds? Yeah, you should have your queue <laughs> filled all the time in the slow draft. That's the thing. People don't do that. They wait, and then they go, oh, who got taken? Well, what happened? Well, what's left here? You should have your queue after you make your picks. These are the ten guys I want next. And then when it comes back to you, you see what's left from that and what else is on the board. That's what bunch you do. Of, bunch <sighs> of yahoos. Bunch of, yeah. Jerks. All right, so as we get out of here, this is random fun to get out of here, as you can tell. I've, I've, ch- I've churned course. We're back to what we started the show with, but this is what you get from us, and this is what you expect, because I can't talk about this with other people. So I say this <laughs> for you God. Guys. It's not a rash, I hope. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So these, are things that ha- so these are three things that happen on the trip. I'm just curious of your oh, guys' God. opinion. Is so, one of them not real? Because that'd be hilarious, Gabe. Three things that happened <laughs> to Jake Seeley. One of them is not real. Which one is it? <laughs> Who are we doing that with? The two truths and a lie. We used to do that. That was you, Chris. You yes. couldn't figure it out. Two yes. truths, one lie. I didn't, Chris could I didn't not wanna, figure out how that game worked. I didn't want to step up and say that that was me. I hope that you guys, oh, the two truth, you guys would just Two forget. truths, one lie was one of the greatest Watching or listening to Chris try to like figure out how that game worked. It was just like, no, I want the non truth. Oh man. And you guys used to just screw with me too and make it even more challenging and throw What's in challenging? Oh, it's like just pick the one that's alive. Just the wordplay, man. I couldn't get it done. I just couldn't. And, and again, I was all we've rattled come full about circle. it. Had he have had had not. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. the theory. These have had had nots and yeah. it will not not do this. It's, yeah. Like yeah. Joe, is it a lie that Chris could not not figure out how to lie on the show? <laughs> no, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here are the trip trip things for you. I, th- I don't know if you saw this one. I tweeted this one out. And Joe, you were around, but I don't know where you were at this point. Or no, were you at the? No, you weren't at the table at this point. You you missed this. If I'm not, a, you got to know this. I, I don't eat food unless I wash my hands. I, I always yes, I do know hands. that about you. Yes, you know that about me. So I wasn't able to wash my hands for lunch on Friday during the conference. There were cookies, and I ate the cookie with a fork because I couldn't wash my hands. Is that a fair or foul question? That's what I want to ask. Well, that's a fair okay. Jake Seely question. I mean, you're a lunatic, but I I accept that about you. By no, now. no, no, that's the question. I don't think it's a lunatic move. I understand that, but that's what makes you a lunatic because <laughs> well, so you're the saying Joker foul, then. The what does the Joker say? I'm not crazy. Sure, okay. His point of view, of course, he doesn't think he's crazy. No crazy villain or crazy person thinks that they're crazy. So you think that's it's foul? Point of view. I think I think it's I. What do you mean foul? Like I I think it's foul, foul that, move. Fair or foul? Like I think it's a move fair, silly move. It's a foul. No, no, no that's not move. the question. The qu- you so take a nap. You don't understand this game. Is no. Here's what you do. <laughs> well played, Meanie. No, what you do is you pick up a napkin and you hold the cookie and you don't get the knife and fork like a lunatic. There's a no, middle so ground the, the whole, here for you. Time out. First of all, the fork and knife were already at the table. The napkin. The napkin I was saw where I the cookies were. There were napkins where the cookies were. There was literal napkins. But I would right have to get back up. You wrap the cookie in a napkin and you eat it and you don't look like an insane person eating their Snickers with a knife and fork. I would have to get back up. I don't feel like getting Mr. back Pitt. up. Mr. Pitt. Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly another Seinfeld bit here. Um, yeah, I mean, I would. I don't think I'd break out the fork and knife. I think I would just eat it. I live on the edge like that. Yeah. You live on the edge? You're not scared yeah. of the germs? 
Nah. No, <laughs> All right. So second one, and this is just curiosity. This is a curiosity question for you guys. God. When you're staying in a hotel room, are you somebody that doesn't want it cleaned every single day and doesn't even get it cleaned like I do? I like I put the thing on and it's like don't I just don't even come in my room until I leave. And then are you one of the people that like prefers it like tidied up every single day? Uh, when I'm traveling with my kids, like when it was Universal, I want to tidy it up every day. I want fresh towels because you're going to the pool back and forth and all that stuff. So, yeah. Whoa, whoa. how many towels are you going through in one day? With kids? With <laughs> kids? Oh, we'll see, that's go- I just said, I literally said when you're going back and forth to the pool and all the other stuff and you have kids and then sometimes they're shower. It's No, you, you, you have somebody make up that room. When I'm traveling solo, I am more like you, especially for just one night. No, I don't, I don't you know, or two nights no, this rather. Was a, this was a three-day stay. I, I have think the three-day stay, I want, I want somebody to come in the room. But not every single one. Like maybe the maybe the first night I'm there, the next morning I want somebody to come make up the room and everything. After that, the second time I don't need it. Yeah, I don't like anybody in my room at all, to be honest. But you know, out west when you know I was doing some oil patch stuff, you're in a hotel for like a week, over a week, and you're just filthy. So you need them in there every day, switching sheets, new towels. So, but if I'm just going somewhere for a weekend, I don't want them in my room at all. My my question to you, Jake, nice. are you like Ross? And you're just taking batteries and lights out of your <laughs> no, hotel room. I am not that guy. I would never be that guy. I'm the reverse of that guy. I'm like, was, I'll give you a perfect example. Is Speaking of light, I had a light bulb go out. And when I was at a well, Dwayne Reed, I actually picked up a two-pack of light bulbs and replaced the light bulb while I was there. <laughs> Does housekeeping Hardcore. tip you? When you no, it's just kidding. because I was like, it was what it was like. I got the cheap light bulbs. It was like four dollar light bulbs, and I was just like, you know what? I'm here. I don't want to make a call down to the desk. Be like, hey, come change my light. But by the way, I had a friend in college whose mom was one of those ladies who was like, if I have a light bulb out, wants the entire room comp type of person. Oh, like uh, having worked at a hotel, I can tell you that those people are insane. I've dealt with those kind of people. So you it's worked like- at a hotel. So last, here's the last one. I'm going to come to you because we're going to save you, Joe, because you worked at a hotel. So okay. this is the last. Chris, I'm in the line in the hotel, like whatever you want, that little cafe that's usually in some that, you know, that you can get like overpriced $7 Red Bulls and stuff like that. So they had like pastries, like, you know, little croissants and muffins and stuff like that. So there's a family in front of me and they buy a couple things. They got two croissants for the kids. They got stuff. Anyway, the kid... The older one drops his croissant. I see this happen. He drops his croissant and he kind of stands there awkwardly, like doesn't really say anything. The mom notices it and she's the one paying. And then she pays. They get, they get done. They get the receipt back and she goes, can you give him a new one? He dropped it. And I was like, eh, that's on you, buddy. Like that, like I'm like, you shouldn't make the cafe lose money because like that to me, it was even rude to ask that. Like you're the one who dropped it. Like, it's not like they handed it to you and it was a bad handoff. It wasn't like they dropped it. How like, old was no. the kid who dropped it? Like, at least 14. Oh, that's so, not a kid. No, that's a big difference. It's not a kid. Yeah, no, I, went to, I, I was, was going to go there first. too, Joe. I was actually going to go there too. Like, if it was like a two, three year old. Oh, yeah, that's different. I'm sorry. That's so different. Like, but a 14 year old kid, like, he dropped the ball. So he, he doesn't deserve a free one. Like, you have to you have to spend up. I mean, so then what's the age, Chris? What's the age cutoff of, like, you can drop um, something and still ask I'd for say, it? I'd say, like, five. Like oh, five, no, five no. My kids are still, like seven and nine, and they're definitely – I could handle Butter, something and they'll drop it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, because so they're not paying attention. double digits? I think double well, digits. When you get to ten, you're, double digits, that's your one You can ask all you want, but – Hold the croissant I mean, the when you're so – okay, Chris, to that's, say no. Yeah, well, so is, if the bar – if the cafe would have said no, would you have been okay yeah. with that? 
I would have been okay with that. The I mean, one dude I, looked so ticked off, like because there was two guys working, and the guy just looked at him and just kept like, I mean, he was staring. I can't wait to give the hotel lady. perspective on this. And then the main guy, like the head guy, so because the the side guy was the one like kind of doing all the like the errand part of stuff of working the cafe. The main guy looked at him and and actually in a foreign language was like said something, which I'm assuming is yeah, just go ahead and give it to her. And he walked, and I mean, oh my god! Like I don't even know if I would have eaten it because something like coursed through his skin and got into the th- like he was livid. He was not happy. Wasn't having it. Is it my turn to give the hotel perspective? Now? Sure. Yeah. The hotel perspective is this: and if you worked in a hotel, especially a high end one like I worked, you give the other croissant for several reasons. Number one. Those are the kind of stupid little things where people then will ding you on the surveys that come out and a oh, lot and of Yelp and crap. No, I mean, even the street hotel surveys like, wow, oh, how was okay. your stay? Blah, blah, blah. Well, my son dropped the thing croissant. They don't tell how old the kid was. They don't tell the none of the details of what happened. But and then the person was rude to me and I asked for another one and I was an accident and all that stuff. The chances are at the end of the day, those croissants end up somewhere in the in the team member lounge or in the cafeteria back where other people eat them anyway. Remember the food we were eating later, Joe? <laughs> maybe, maybe the food when you were eating in like with the gas mask on and whatever else you need to eat. But the, uh, the the whole thing is it's just not worth it. You go, oh, absolutely, and you take care of the guest and you make their stay better because the the margin you're making on a croissant is not worth a fight. Hardly the margin you're making on anything is not worth a right, fight. Right. Most and of the time. I definitely look. You know, I own a deli. I definitely agree with you. Like, yeah. And I, but I understand. Well, the there you anger. go. If a kid, if a fourteen-year-old kid in your deli dropped a, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, what's a I'm handheld not, the item? The answer is the answer like is yes. Begrud- begrudgingly, yeah. yes. The the entire question yeah. of why I say begrudgingly yes is what I go back to the original question, which you didn't answer, Joe. Is that's the more interesting part that I think is? Do you think as the family they should have asked or said, "Hey, can I just get another one"? If you're the family, you're still wrung out from everything anyway, and you're traveling to no, New York. So here, here, okay, I'll give you. So this is the last thing. I'll I would ask up, nicely. Is that the no, way? No, no. I so would that's say, what I was going to say. So I'll sorry. take it to another level. No, no, no. Yeah. This is what I take like, like this okay. is where I would. If if it was myself, like I'm not saying you have to do this. If it was me, I would have pulled out a five and said, "Hey, can I get another one?" He dropped it, and then if the guy reaches forward to take my money and rings it up, I'll give it to him. If he says, "No, we got it," we got it. You see what I'm saying? I agree. That's the cool way. That's the proper way to do it. That makes everybody feel better. But unfortunately, people just don't do that. They just don't <laughs> do it. Like, it's just, it's not what happens. Everybody's on demand. Everything, everybody thinks the world revolves around them. And it's gotten, I'm sure, far worse. Like, I can't imagine. This was 10 years ago. Well, well, in the would hotel you be able industry. to pull this off in Canada, Chris? <laughs> Uh yeah, you, they just give it to, uh, give you for free. I mean, you don't even have to drop it. You can just ask, and they'll just give you another. <laughs> not in Montreal. Can I get another though. one? Sure. <laughs> not in Montreal. <laughs> well, no Montreal. I mean, you ask people. Whoa, Montreal is you, like if you drop Quebec's your croissant like in Montreal, they get mad. They're their own yeah. country, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're totally their own country. Well, no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> no, they no, act like it. Not, but not French like, pastries, French pastries in Montreal, I think, is a different deal. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a different. It's a different standard. Because they take their pastry very seriously there in Montreal. That's all. A croissant. By the way, I saw something really funny about the whole, like, the World Cup that was going on. We'll close this out with this. Did you did you see the England blew a 13-colony lead? They I did not. They blew a what? <laughs> a 13-colony lead. <laughs> That's clever. I like that. That's very really nice. good. Before I didn't see the game, but I did see the tea drinking, which I, I enjoyed. Oh, I, I watched it. It was, it was definitely... I I prefer intense. women's soccer so much more. Because? 
I just find it more and I, I feel like they're trying harder. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just more. I don't know. I mean, I, I just I feel like there's less flopping and nonsense and whatever. And, uh, they, and they're just going at there it. Was, there was yesterday. Even even Morgan flopped. Yes, she pulled the floppity flop flop. Well, and then she got the call. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Some of that stuff's soccer. a little annoying, but just soccer. generally speaking, I, I I prefer the uh, I prefer the women's soccer to the men's soccer. Except if I'm watching like good Italian soccer, then it's different. Mm, so fair but enough. like USA, pff, I can't watch a USA men's match. No way. Go Amer. Well, that's because they don't even get in the World Cup. Ooh. Well, luckily, I don't have to watch them. Joe Pizzapia at Joe Pizzapia seventeen and where else, including the Black Book. Black, black. That's that was a question. Oh, okay, else. yeah. Well, first of all, you, you can go get your fantasy football <laughs> black book 2019 edition, number one in fantasy sports, even above Quidditch right now for your Harry Potter fans. So, uh, and yes, that's a fantasy I think that's sport. I a testament to like that, that that's still even up Quidditch there. is always, a, it, just think about what well, a pile of money J.K. Rowling sits on, just from Amazon, just from the rules of Quidditch, a game that you cannot physically play because flying is not a thing. You can't literally fly on a broomstick yet that outsells everything all year round. Except when I come around, then I knock it out. Anyway, uh, Fantasy Football Black Book 2019 with Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and a whole bunch of other great football minds. That's on Amazon paperback. You can get on Kindle. You can get on iTunes. You can check me out on Fantrax HQ. Check me and Chris out five days a week on LineStar app. And I'm writing at the TQE with Chris as well. So uh, we're always together. This is fun. I, I miss this. I miss our talks, the three of us. We should do this again sooner than later. I would agree, agree. with that. Chris? Yes. Yes. I mean, you, we know Chris is at Chris Meany and you know the stuff of the athletic. But in addition, all the stuff that Joe didn't mention. Well, I, I mean, yeah, it's the line star show every day, calling home runs, having some fun D- DFS and TQE over there, DFS as well. And fan tracks as well. So, I mean, Joe and I are lockstep. Hey, yeah, doing the- we spend Honestly. a lot of time together, Jake. No, no, no. Where have you been, this, Jane? This yeah. is, this is, like, honestly, and this is going to be, this is for everybody out there. This, I know we were ending the show with you guys pimping yourselves, but to a testament <laughs> to any, no, 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 no. To a testament to anybody out there that's trying to be in this business, it's exceptionally hard. And for the fact that, like, literally the amount of sites and work that you guys are both doing, I would, used to be there. I consider myself exceptionally fortunate. I'm just saying is that, like, this is how you do it. it. Not everybody is going to be at one site being able to only work one job because this is what it takes. So, like, these are two of the guys that prove to you guys out there listening, this is what you got to do. Well, thanks, Jake. It's nice. You know, it, the the compliment doesn't always come around very often from Jake Seeley, so it means more. Well done. Thank you. No, this is the yeah. only one of 2019. That's it. That's it. We filled the quota there. Now go get <laughs> no, your knife and fork because I made cookies. <laughs> yeah, don't get used to it. <laughs> I'll be back next Wednesday. Not with these guys, but like Joe said, we'll have to do it again soon before the season. So have a good one, everybody. Uh, that's it. Bye. Oh, I would haunt this. Pork chop sandwiches. Steady.